From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Welcome to the Datebook Podcast. I'm pop culture critic Peter Hartlob here with senior digital A and E editor Mari Carmendosa and pop music critic Ideen Vaziri. Welcome. Hello. Thank hey. you. We're here to talk about the Chronicle's Summer Fun Guide. What is a Summer Fun Guide? First of all, we have this brand new platform, which actually is not so new anymore because we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of datebook.sfchronicle.com, and it's basically our guide to everything that's going on entertainment-wise in the Bay Area. So we have picks from our critics, we have guides to what to get up to, and then we have breaking stories, we have features. So that's your comprehensive uh, fear of missing out guide where if you want to plan your week, your day, your month, your year, you can do it right there. Our summer fun guide will be on our site on June 20th, the eve before summer, the first day of summer. And it really will be comprehensive. It'll be as, you know, the art murals that you can check out in the city. It'll be um, places to drink outside. It'll be family fun kind of events, county fairs, everything. It's going to really be a fun guide. So we're going to give a taste of the guide in this podcast, um, all the great things to do this summer, but I want you to just like try and pick just one. If you had time to do one thing in the summer fun guide, what would you do? Ideen, go. I would pick Burger Boogaloo, which happens at Oakland's Mosswood Park. John Waters is the MC. Jesus and Mary Chain are headlining. There's a bunch of great underground bands on the bill. You can find me there. Excellent. Marikar, go. Gosh, I want to do music festivals too. But all right, I'm going to do something different. And I'm going to say I want to go uh, miniature golfing because I haven't done that in years. And urban putt or subpar on your list, Peter, that sounds so much fun. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Peter, go. I, I'm going Star is Born, uh, Jack London, the Waterfront Flicks. It's playing on July 11th. Made me cry last year. I'm sure I missed some things because I was so emotional. Uh, Stars Born, seeing it outdoors with a bunch of your neighbors, I think it's fantastic. So that's my pick. Uh, very excited for this guide. I'm going to say it one more time. June 20th, datebook.sfchronicle.com. Look for it. Datebook Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Datebook Podcast Summer Fun Guide. Mari Carmendosa and Ideen Vaziri. You got to say something. Oh. <laughs> Hello. I'm going to use that. You, know. you, you think I'm going to do another take, but I'm going to use this that. Is uh, this is why we write. It's too hot today. That's why. It's too hot today, and we're we're like just buried in our summer fun guides. Um, I mean, I guess it's a perfect weather We're ill-equipped to deal with summer, but we can tell you what to do with yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, summer fun guides, that's why we're here. Um, we've been working on this, using our expertise as chronicle culture writers and editors to let people know what to do this summer marikar how, how did this how did this project start and how's it going so we really wanted to create a one-stop shop for folks who are either visiting for the first time or um, even people who really just love being tourists in their own area um, and so we wanted to create this 
this landing page basically um, where you can find all these things to do and the and we wanted to really use our critics voice um, we are fun people we have a really great time in our department we go and see a lot of great things we kind of have access to a lot of things um, that that really will help our readers figure out what they they want to do this summer and that's something that you bring to the department I, I remember when you were hired just looking on Twitter, Instagram, and just seeing all the stuff that you were going to. It actually, I think, made me probably go to a few more events. How many events do you think you go go to a year, Mari Car? A year? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I like to think, I try to go to like five concerts a month, and I've been really amp, uh, ramping up on the plays because, you know, I love Lily's reviews, and it's always kind of fun to go to a play first and then read her, her review later. Definitely been going to more opera, thanks to Cosmin. I mean, our department, working for our department has made me a more cultured person, and it's really been awesome. But yeah, I would like say at least five live things a month so that that adds up <laughs> yeah yeah how's your how are your guides going Idine? you you are carrying a lot of a lot of weight on this guide project i'm i'm basically spend the summer living at music festivals they just set set me up in my own cabana <laughs> off behind the porta potties um it's it's amazing there's so much great uh you know i cover pop music and music in general and there's just so much if you wanted to go out to see a festival or a huge concert, like a huge touring act every weekend, Northern California, there's no better place. It's, I, I had to like cut the list down just so they would fit. Otherwise it would be an endless scroll. So yeah, that that's been an issue with me is, is fitting all the stuff in and I'm going to have probably links to everything, but I'm not going to be able to highlight everything because there's so much stuff. And I've got like five or six of these guides and I'm focusing as much as I can on inexpensive and free stuff, um, as much as I can. And there's a lot of it. I mean, it, it's kind of nice to think, you know, we live in this expensive place, but um, providing a guide, something that our readers and listeners can check out, um, that they can do it at a kind of a low price still. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to find that. Um, I, I like how our our guides really kind of run the gamut because you go from a free like or you know a relatively free or cheap experience at like the county fairs and then you can go to Napa Valley Festival and the tickets are kind of ridiculously high you can go to Clusterfest and you know for more than $1,200 or something you get unlimited fries I mean that's like the perk for that it's it's (laughs) kind of crazy. So if you want to ball out, you certainly can do that. And we'll have that in our guide. But if you want to be a baller on a budget, you can do that too. And Mario Kart, people can check this out at datebook.sfchronicle.com? Yes. So we will be trickling out guides here and there starting this week. Um, But then the summer fun guide, that landing page I referred to earlier, that one-stop shop will be available June 20th on the eve of the first day of summer. Cool. Awesome. Well, I thought we could just give a little taste of some of our guides here. This is not going to be as comprehensive as the actual guide. And I'd like to start with outdoor movies. Um, I love outdoor movies. I love the idea that, you know, you can set up your portable drive-in screen and have people come and have it be this community event. Um, I've done a couple of these myself. We did a couple with the Chronicle over at Children's Fairyland, and they were a complete blast. Um, when I had my parenting blog, The Poop, there were only a couple of these, and we would 
definitely promote them when we could. And I went out to a couple. Now they're everywhere. I counted there are more than 16 of these. And I think the reason is they're relatively inexpensive to to put on. You can get a sponsor or two, couple thousand dollars. Um, you can have this event for your community. They are everywhere. Um, the original ones, San Francisco Dolores Park, San Francisco Neighborhood Theater Foundation, uh, Film Night in the Park at Dolores Park, Washington Square Park. That's still happening. Uh, I love some of the, the pics that they have in these. Uh, Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert on August 4th starts off the San Francisco Neighborhood Theater Foundation. I thought these were all going to be like, you know, the same couple of movies. Like, And there, there is a lot of Black Panther and Goonies, but there's some really good picks here. Lady Bird at Washington Square Park on August 25th and Ferris Bueller's Day Off September 8th at Union Square. They do this every year. Um, it's a really good event. San Francisco Neighborhood Theater Foundation has fought for things like um, the existing theaters and to get the new mission back. And it's a great group. And these are always really fun and, and, and really fun parks in the city. It's a, it really makes up for not having any drive-ins. It's like I, I always consider it's not summer until I've seen a movie outside. Like that's definitely on the checklist of summer things to do. And yeah. it is a lot of fun. I remember taking my dogs to see Lady and the Tramp and they were barking along. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, my, I love doing it because you can pack like your own food. You don't have to worry about the, you know, crazy prices at the movie theater for your popcorn or whatever. You know, you can just bring your own bag of chips and it's, it's a really fun, like you get a picnic and a, a movie all in one. Yeah, no, it, and, and they're everywhere now. They're in Hayward, Redwood City, uh, Dublin's doing it. There's like four places up in Marin, San Anselmo and Mill Valley. A couple more I just want to highlight that are places that I think are kind of special. Uh, Jack London Square is coming back with their waterfront flicks on Thursday nights. Crazy Rich Asians on June 27th. A Star is Born July 11th. And um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I loved. They've come on this podcast, the directors. That's on August 8th in Oakland. And Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. And they have a great selection. School of Rock on June 26th. The Outsiders on July 24th and uh, Wedding Singer. I love that movie. Uh, it's such a good movie and yeah. it doesn't come up that often. That's July 31st. So that was just a couple more I wanted to highlight. Outdoor I, movies. I'm interested to see how many people are going to start singing at the a Star is Born. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like, like an unofficial sing-along, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I got an extended edition the other day, DVD that had um, uh, the extended songs on it. So hopefully they will play that version. <laughs> yeah. So Mari Carr, what, what have you got? So I did want to start off by talking about Clusterfest because that, that festival, the comedy and music festival, that is the first weekend of summer. And it's right here in downtown San Francisco. Um, I'm particularly excited to, to see Amy Poehler out there. Um, that's, it's always interesting to see uh, which women are chosen to headline these kind of big events. Um, I'm a little concerned, though, because it always turns into a a big name female act and friends. And that's exactly what they did with Amy Poehler. And I'm like, "Eh, did she need to have that qualifier? But so I'm I'm really excited to see her. She's going to be the the first day's headliner on Friday, June 21st. Um, She'll be at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium stage. Um, 
And then the roots are going to be there. I always love watching the roots. I've watched them a few times. You have too, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. love the roots. They're I saw them at Davies Symphony Hall, and it's one of my favorite uh-huh. like concerts ever. I mean, they were it's... so good, and it was such a good venue. I saw them at um, Mountain Winery, so it was outdoors. And I think they even came out into the crowd and did like a conga line. Well, maybe not a conga line, but something really cool like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spoke with, uh, I had an interview with Big Fridia last week uh, about Clusterfest because she's appearing there as well. And she's so, she plays a lot of uh, festivals and she's so amazing to watch. Uh, if you're there that weekend, I highly recommend catching that show. Even if you don't know what's happening, it's going to, you're going to become aware of it just walking by to get your unlimited French fries. <laughs> and you're going to stop in your tracks and watch because she's that good. Yeah, if you don't know what twerking is, you will definitely <laughs> find out by watching her set. I, I think it's cool how um, it started off as kind of this comedy and music festival, and they don't call it that anymore. Um, the music part, I think they played it down a little bit. The Roots are kind of the the really big non-comedy act, but there's a lot of comedy acts that they keep bringing in. Uh, Dan Finnerty and the Dan Band and Craig Robinson and the Nasty Delicious are coming in. Hmm. Uh, Craig Robinson, Nasty Delicious. I don't know if you've seen him. I, I thought it would be kind of like his office space stuff. And he actually brings a pretty big band in, an accomplished band. It reminds me a little bit more of the Blues Brothers with comedy and sexiness and whatever. So He is so nice, too. And, like, there is a sexiness that he brings to the keyboard. So I'm excited to check that set out, too. He's going to be there. What day is that? On Saturday, um, June 22nd, on the Colossal Stage, which is the outdoor stage. So that should be really fun. It's going to be at 5.30 to 6.30. So the sun will still be out. So not quite as uh, romantic lighting, I yeah. guess, but mm-hmm. it should be fun. I think that the non-headliners are often that, that, that group just below the people who are on the billboard when you drive down the freeway. Um, there's often really good people there. I remember two years ago, my favorite act was um, uh, Hannibal Burris, and he was in Bill Graham Auditorium at like five o'clock. Last year, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney just killed it. Same thing, like in the Bill Graham Auditorium at six o'clock or so before the headliners. Um, This year, I think uh, Neil Brennan is coming. He's uh, sort of one of those, you know, comics comic types. He co-created the Chappelle Show with Dave Chappelle and has been involved with so many great things. I'd be really interested to see him Anthony Jaselnik uh, is really a rising comic and, and very good on stage. And Chelsea Peretti, Oakland native, former Brooklyn Nine-Nine star, um, I think she's fantastic. Her last Netflix special was so great. Um, she'd probably be the one I'd make sure I didn't miss. And she's playing Saturday, 645 Bill Graham stage. Same thing. I mean, some of those areas right before the headliners, you're going to see some of the best stuff. Uh, Ideen, what do you got? Um, well, th- so we already published this, and it's up now. It's called the Essential Bay Area Summer Concert Guide. Um, and we're midway through festival season, and it's. I went through, I spent days putting this list together. Um, it's been years now, actually, because I started doing this years ago, and I kind of follow along with all the music festivals, big and small, and... Um, it's just a guide for seeing music outdoors in the Bay Area. You could spend the whole summer just outside watching great bands. And it's funny because summer is when you get all the retro package bills. So if you're like an 80s kid, you can see all the bands you always wanted to see 
like all together on one stage, all the 90s bands or bands from the 2000s. Um, also, there's, you know, there's just great outdoor venues that don't get used year round. But, you know, like the Greek Theater in Berkeley, which is a beautiful place to see a concert. You have a view of the city, you're outside. Um, so their season is kicking off. Um, Lagunitas, the brewery up in Petaluma, they have an outdoor stage. Go drink, hang out, watch great music. And like uh, we talked about earlier, you can splash out for, you know, if you're going to outside lands, you can get the VIP experience for a couple thousand dollars and sit in a tent and, you know, have a your private bar. Or there's a lot of just free concerts or cheap options. Um, that we have the Fono del Sol Festival coming up in um, San Francisco in the middle of June, which is a free concert that they took a year off. It's a free festival. Um, the bands aren't as well known, but it's going to be good music, good time, hanging out with people. Um, it's a beautiful space. And it's like if you're a skater, they still let you skate while the shows are going. So right. it's kind of cool. And we mentioned this m- movies at Sa- the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, but Friday nights they have a free concert series. And the lineup is, you know, the English Beat opens it on June 14th. And then you have, of course, Smash Mouth. I don't remember I'm, I'm, the last time Smash Mouth. I'm rocking out right now. Not play. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Y&T will be playing this year again. Hat. Yeah. Y&T Living Color, 10,000 Maniacs, probably without Natalie Merchant. Steve Augeri, who was uh, the lead singer of Journey for about five minutes <laughs> between Steve Perry and the guy they found on YouTube. Wait, uh, did you say Living Color? Living Color, yeah. No, they're, they're a free act at the, at the, at the <laughs> uh, boardwalk? August 9th. Not a Living Color cover band, actual Living... That's crazy. Yes, so if you're not going to be at Outside Lands, you can catch Living Color at the boardwalk. I'm, I'm taking that day off, Mari Carr. I'm go see <laughs> Living Color. And yeah. of course, the best free festival in the world is uh, the Stern Grove Festival, Sunday afternoons right in San Francisco, uh, Stern Grove, pack a picnic, take a little uh, blanket, and they that kicks off June 16th with Diggable Planets. Um, that's going to be so fun. And oh then my they gosh. have uh, Mitski, who is an indie rock singer-songwriter, and she's announced that she's taking some time off. So last chance to see her, July 14th. Um, the San Francisco Ballet is on July 28th. And then this this is a good double bill for, like, 90s kids, uh, 80s or 80s kids. Uh, the Psychedelic Furs and James together, August 4th. Um, and then the Isley Brothers close it out on August 18th. And that's all free. I mean, like, that's... That's pretty, pretty amazing. You just show up. You don't have to do anything. You wake up that morning. And you're like, I'm gonna go see an amazing band. Um, it's so fun because the the to see everybody just in all the nooks and crannies of that little forest. <laughs> you know, like, like hanging out people in the up trees. in trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's dancing. Oh my god, it's such a great vibe. I remember my first year back. Um, you know. To when I first started working here, I was like, wait, how did I not know about Stern Grove when I was growing up? And I'm, it's because I grew up in San Jose. So <laughs> we've never come up this way. But now, oh my gosh, that's what I do on my Sundays when uh, in the summer. And it is just like, it makes me happy. If you ever feel like you had a bad week and there are bad people in the world, go to Stern Grove and just check out the crowd. People watch there because it's just, it'll make you so happy. Cool. Yeah. And then if you want to go camping or hear like reggae or just go up into the redwoods you know there's so many festivals 
for that uh, around here, we have the High Sierra Music Festival. That's over July 4th weekend. We have uh, the Kate Wolf Music Festival. There's a lot. There's Just, the Northern Nights Music Festival for all you <laughs> cannabis lovers. Because this is the, I said, what is it? The first time they're going to allow recreational cannabis dispensing and consumption on site. I know most people are like, wait, what are you talking about? Everybody lights up at a festival. But technically, you're not supposed to. So, <laughs> But this one says you can. And that's over in Cooks Valley Campground in Mendocino, Humboldt County area. That and should be interesting. One of my favorite, favorite festivals of the summer is the is Burger Boogaloo, which happens in Mosswood Park in Oakland. That's over July 4th weekend. And they always get, it's an amazing mix of like underground, garage rock, and indie bands. And they always get a great headliner. Like they've had Devo play, Iggy Pop has played. And um, this year they have the Jesus and Mary Chain are headlining both days of that. Like right in the middle, heart of Oakland, outside. Like That's amazing. But, and... The funny thing is, there's a Kaiser right there, <laughs> yeah, so there I'm is. always like, the poor people inside Kaiser who are listening to <laughs> Iggy Pop sing, I want to be your dog. Like, could, you, uh, could you imagine if you were, I'm thinking either you're giving birth or you're like in hospice, you know, and, and Burger Boogaloo is going down there. There's That's no right. way you're not hearing that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love it. It's it's so much fun. Um, so, lots, you know, I don't want to take up the whole hour or whatever, but uh, there's Check out the guide. There's so much to do. That's a big one, though. That's that's understandable. Um, cool. I'm I'm excited. I got I got ideas now. Um, I wanted to talk about arcades. Um, I've written about high scores in Alameda and Hayward, but one thing that's been developing is it's this old school '80s arcade. These people from New Jersey came and decided to start um, just an arcade like they had when they were kids. Um, one little twist that I've been enjoying is they got it and had to call it a museum because there were these archaic 80s era, Feinstein era arcade laws on the books in every city in the Bay Area or every county and city saying that you couldn't have arcades near a school. You couldn't um, have arcades d- operating during certain hours because everybody thought arcades were going to turn kids into zombies, which they didn't. But the the laws are still on the books, so they had to call it a museum. They can't call it an arcade, and it's the High Scores Museum, Arcade Museum. But the cool thing about that is they only did that to get around the laws. But then now they've been creating these museum piece games. Every year they have these artists build the cabinets and then they have people on their staff who are really into the technical side build these, you know, modify games so that um, you can play Oregon Trail. They have an Oregon Trail game. Now they have a Super Smash Brothers Melee from the GameCube era that they turned into an arcade cabinet with the controllers that you can pull out and play with three of your friends. Um, they have a Legend of Zelda Nintendo era thing that they built into an arcade cabinet. So um, I love going down there in the summer because that's usually when they d- debut their new museum cabinet. And now they have like four of them. So it's sort of it is turning into a museum, even though that wasn't the intention. Um, so I love high scores. I love Musée Mécanique. Um, yes, yes. Best reason to go to Pier 39 and Fisherman's Wharf, even if you're... Um, someone who lives here and not a tourist. Um, My favorite thing to do, like if people come into town and they're like, what should I do? I don't want to do the touristy things, but I want to see San Francisco. I tell them, take the uh, F line and go down to Musée Mécanique. 
Um, have some fun there. You can look a little, around a little bit around Fisherman's Wharf if you want to do a little bit of a tourist thing. And then take the F-Line all the way over to the Castro. If you want to stop through downtown and take a look there, you can. And then go see a movie at the Castro. Those are like my two sort of bookends of fun things to do if you want to be a San Franciscan and kind of be a tourist for a day. So um, love Musée Mécanique. Couple little ones, the subpar miniature golf course, which is also an arcade. They have skee ball and arcade games. They were in um, Alameda and then they opened up in Ghirardelli Square. They have miniature golf there, they have games, and it's such a cool place. Again, another touristy area where natives should be going. So subpar. And then one I never have talked about enough is Free Gold Watch. It was a printing shop in the hate. Um, kind of out of the way. They had this long hallway and didn't really know what to do with it, so they decided to put a bunch of pinball machines Mm. in there. Then they added some arcade games, and um, it's uh, right in the hate, right kind of on the other side, uh, really close to Kizar Stadium. And you just go there, play a little bit of pinball. It is coin-operated. Somehow they got around the arcade laws. I don't know how. And a super cool place that is really kind of this organic place that just grew out of someone's good idea. I, what I like about Free Gold Watch is they have like the hyper modern pinball games, which you don't know what's going on. You only like <laughs> flap the paddles once or twice, and it does its own thing. But then they have the really old ones that like the balls. You just it takes five minutes for the ball to like go and hit a bumper, and then uh, so that that's a lot of fun. Uh, another mini golf place um, is Urban Putt, which is in the Mission, um, right in the heart of the Mission, and. The great thing about that is it has a full bar and a really good restaurant. So you can eat, drink, and play golf. And it's really creative. It's almost like, I don't know if they were involved, but it feels like Burning Man people set it all up because it's all these contraptions and machines and levees and stuff. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, I love it when like San Francisco people do San Francisco things and then it turns into a great piece of entertainment. Um, I mean, that's sort of what happened with the Exploratorium and other people are still doing it uh, today. Yeah. So Mari Carr, what do, what do you got? Well, so other things, if you guys aren't into what we just talked about, you can escape the heat at a museum. Um, Charles Demeray, our art critic, he had he has a list um, that's going to be going online live uh, about some of these really cool exhibits that are going to be open up. So actually right now on view is the Andy Warhol exhibit at SF MoMA. Um, but he also mentions some really fun pop-ups at uh, Minnesota Street Project. And he talks about um, Ed Hardy at DeYoung. So I mean, there's there's plenty to catch if you're an art lover and kind of want to just spend your time at the museum, which like even if you're not an art lover, spending your time at the museum is pretty rad because um, the fine arts museums you can hang out at the cafes and it's good food good drinks um it's beautiful out there and then the the tower at at the young you can see the city it's it's beautiful there are how many people involved how many how many people in datebook are involved with these guides it's not just us three. Oh yeah there's like i don't know 10 12 people kind of you know you're getting the best choices from the the most fun people in at the chronicle <laughs> yeah we are we are combining our forces and Ryan even got into it. Ryan got into Ryan seven, Koss. Yeah, um, Ryan yeah. Koss. He um, he has seven Bay Area bars to grab a drink outside and soak up the sun. One of his first ones 
It's a double bill, El Rio and Virgil C. And I actually checked it out yesterday, and oh. it was so much fun out there. Um, I, you know, sometimes you forget that there are these great places to sit outside in San Francisco. A lot of people think it's foggy, people stay indoors, but no, there's plenty of really fun uh, places to, to drink outside. And Virgil C. and El Rio, they're right next to each other. El Rio was popping off yesterday. They were like salsaing and, and all this stuff. And then on Virgil C. side, everybody's like poking their head into the fence to see what's going on at El Rio, but it's just as fun on that patio. He also mentions Wild Side West, El Techo, one of my favorite places in the mission. It's a it's a rooftop um, where you can get really great mezcal margaritas. Uh, there's pitchers. And I love their empanadas. Oh, nice. Uh, he also mentions the park side, which I know you like, Peter. I do. I love the park side. And I, uh, for next year's summer guides, I want just an empanada guide. <laughs> That'd be good. There's quite a few good places. Um, Ideen. So, I understand that festivals are not for everybody. So, I've also put together a guide of the biggest um, tours coming through the Bay Area. And th- there's some really big ones this summer. But, you know, for the people who don't want to be with among, well, you're still going to be a- around a huge crowd. But uh, if you don't want to, like, be in the dirt, if you don't want to use porta potties, if you, you know, want to be in a building, like a nice Oracle Arena type building, SAP Center, uh, there's a lot of tours coming through that you can catch. Um, one of the first ones is uh, Carly J- Ray Jepsen. You know her from Call Me Maybe. Um, she'll be at the Bill Graham Civic on June 28th. I am so excited for her new album because, well, like over the weekend on repeat, I, I literally had too much on that <laughs> song. It's so good. Do yourself a favor. Download that she's, song. She's a lot of fun live, even if you've never heard anything else she's done but that one song. She's fun to watch. I'm so glad I got over the whole Call Me Maybe thing. I hated it, and so I didn't want to listen to Carly Rae Jepsen for a very long time. And I'm glad that I got back into her um, and that she's grown up, too. You know, her, her music's awesome. And that weekend is Pride Weekend, isn't it? I believe it. It so, puts up against it, yeah. Yeah, so that should be a really great concert. Um, Paul McCartney, who... Peter and I have seen numerous times and we've probably seen the same show like the past 20 years. He, yeah. It's like, it's a Broadway show. He does the same thing, says the same words, but it's fantastic because it's all the Beatles songs, it's the Wings songs, it's his solo songs. He'll be at SAP Center July 10th. Um, I remember the first time I saw him was at Coachella and he, I was like, whoa, because he, he was on the big screens and then I saw him at Dodger Stadium too. I've, saw, I've seen him a couple times and it's amazing because he's, He's not, I mean, how old is he? And he plays for three hours or something crazy. Yeah. He's like 35. <laughs> I was really impressed with his uh, ability to, because uh, it was at Candlestick Park where I saw him right before they shut it down. And it was not pleasant. You talk about like Clusterfest, the comics, maybe not liking being outdoors at night. Um, I'm sure Paul McCartney, I mean, maybe they have some, you know, heaters there or something, but it was still not a real pleasant thing. He kept playing and playing and playing and playing the hits. And he says the same words. We compared notes, Ideen, but he says them really earnestly. I mean, you know, if you're just, if you're a fan, you're not going to notice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hot on the, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, movie queen is coming back not with rami malik unfortunately but with uh, adam lambert um they'll be at the sap center july 14th um the preservation hall jazz band is going to be at the sf jazz center four days this summer and they are an incredible live act 
and they're playing an incredible venue. You'll be up close. You can get really sweaty. Um, and then the Rolling Stones are coming. We were, we were, they had to postpone the tour because Mick had heart surgery. And then a week later, he like posted a YouTube <laughs> or uh, he posted an Instagram clip of him dancing up at rehearsals. And uh, so now they're coming to Levi Stadium on August 18th. And, you know, you got to see the Stones. Yeah, speaking of people like older people who have insane amount of energy, gosh, I, I remember seeing Jagger and it's like that guy does not stop, you know, squirming around on stage. <laughs> it's insane. Right. And then, of course, at the very end of the summer, uh, the Chase Center is opening and uh, kicking off that opening that venue will be Metallica with the San Francisco Symphony. I think that ticket sold out, sold out like in a second. And uh, it's. So they added a second day, right? But the, that's also there's, sold out. There's two <laughs> days, so they're completely sold out. Uh, but so right as summer ends, the Chase Center, which is the new home of the Warriors, will be opening in San Francisco. And they've got a full slate for September and on. Um, so, yeah, lots to do. Very cool. Well, I think we gave them a good taste, but there's a lot more, right, Mari Carr? Oh, plenty, yeah. plenty. I mean, we have County Fair. We didn't even talk about the 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 acts at the county fair that you can catch. I mean, I'm looking at San Mateo County Fair lineup right now. Has Sir Mix-a-Lot. Like, what? <laughs> Air <laughs> Supply, Morris Day in the Time. Like, uh, 98 degrees, too. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, Sam Whiting, he does a whole guide to his favorite murals in the city. So you can do your own little walking tour. That won't cost money. You can do everything. I, I got something on... Um trains and carousels just like little oh and lily our theater critic who also is a avid bicyclist she's she has a a guide that she put together for for wheels just like non-automotive wheels (laughs) okay so online it'll be out on june 20th just the day before summer yeah and then um it'll also be in the pink section in july datebook.sfchronicle.com Awesome. Look for it. Thank you both for coming on. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for sharing your guides. Um, I just, listening to this now, there's a bunch of stuff I want to do on your guides. So uh, mission accomplished. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, guys. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you to Mari Carmendosa and Ideen Vaziri. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producers are King Kaufman and Libby Coleman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke, and our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Our music is Midnight Special by Ease Jammy Jams. Read our columns and subscribe to the Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.